We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Live. I had about... 20 minutes before I got to get my kid from school. And I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk to you guys. So there was uh, some quotes that, you know, uh, came out like during our locker room last night. And, and I tend to ignore post game just because by and large post game quotes are, uh, you know, either mundane or, or, or they're the sort of thing that you can really kind of talk about at a later date. But, you know, um, human uh, responded to Luka Doncic's comments. Now, if, if you if you don't remember, you know, the specifics of what Luka said, he essentially said that he doesn't see the point of the play-in tournament. If you're going to play 72 games, then what are you doing going ahead? And um, if you if you lose two games, then you're done. He basically described it as, as pointless. Uh, then, you know, uh, DallasBasketball.com's Dallas, or Dalton Trigg, reached out to Mark Cuban last night and got an answer today uh, where he said, you know, that Cuban feels that the play-in tournament is, you know, good for business, bad for the playoff format. And I just kind of want to talk about this for a minute because it it really pissed me off Um, because it's the sort of thing where, you know, number one, you you can talk about it from both Luca and Cuban's point of view. I want to talk about Cuban's first because once again, it made me mad. I really wish he just wouldn't respond to these sorts of things because it generates news. Second, he he voted on all of this stuff. He voted on the 72-game season. He voted on the play-in tournament, and he agreed to do it. So I'm not particularly interested in his comments on this just because at the moment the Mavericks are on the outside looking in. I do believe that they're going to figure this out that they're going to make the sixth seed just because the Blazers um, playoff chance or the Bla- the Blazers schedule is just so brutal. And it's, it's the sort of thing that just serves to 
I mean, it, it, it's a he's talking from a position of weakness, and it makes the Mavericks look weak. It becomes a discussion point when really the question isn't is the playoff is the play-in good or bad. The question is why are the Mavericks not good enough to escape the play-in? That's the real question, and that's something that we talked about last night. But we had so many people up on stage. I think sometimes we kind of got lost in the nuance. So I'm I'm just a little little frustrated at that notion because the the real question for me and and honestly, you know, Luca kind of complaining about it is is a little bit annoying because again they they know what the deal is. You get out of the play in tournament by not losing games that you should win. You know, and, and granted this kind of happens when you have a two game skid that's ugly a home you know the Mavericks are playing one game over 500 at home they're better on the road which is ridiculous and so it's just kind of one of these frustrating things that I wanted to kind of hop on and talk to you guys about so why don't you come up on stage and and let's talk about it for a minute so the first person who uh, I'm going to bring up is Grayson Grayson how are you hey Kurt can you hear me yep awesome um totally agree with everything that you just said but the thing that I found most interesting about really the whole sequence of events is that Luca you know comes out and publicly says hey I disagree with the plan which is something that Cuban what voted for and it's public knowledge you know that's something that Cuban has said that he's supported and literally right after Luca says that Cuban comes out and agrees with Luca just does a complete 180 and um, I might be reading too much into it, but it just seems like Luca may have a lot of power within the organization already as he should, you know, he's a phenom. Um, but that was just something that I took away from it. Hmm. So I like that thought just because of sort of what it speaks to. I mean, I'm fine with Luca being annoyed with it, because, you know, the, the thing the players forget is that the, the be-all, end-all for the league is not about championships. It's about making money. Uh, money is a side effect for Luca, But for Cuban and for everybody else, it's definitely a, a uh, thing about, you know, just trying to make as much money as possible with as little effort as possible. And with the way a lot of – if we go further back, the um, regional sports networks, they have these contracts where you need to play X number of games – in order to get the payouts that are coming to teams, which is why they're playing so many games in such a limited time. Like, it's, it's just it's a contractual obligation. And so I, I, I get, you know, Luca's frustration because it's sort of an arbitrary cutoff. You know, Cuban also talked about in his comments, he talked really about, you know, wanting it to be a straight one through 16 seeding. He doesn't really like the conferences because, frankly, the West has just been better for my entire NBA fandom and then some. We're talking 25 years of the West being better than the East in almost every capacity. It doesn't, you know, playoff or uh, championships aside, that sort of thing. The, the depth of the, of the West is simply better. It's, it's for whatever reason, it's just the way it is. So, yeah, but I, I think that's a good comment about Luca because it, it does speak to that. And it's very odd because it's like, Mark, we, you know, part of what the Mavericks do, part of what Cuban is betting is that most people don't know and won't seek out this information, and he's right. It just simply makes him look good to agree with his super. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Uh, I mean, the plan, the, I think the plan's dumb. Uh, I didn't like it when they voted for it. Um, 
especially given the Mavs situation. And it, the playoffs should be be just straight one through sixteen. Uh, totally agree, but you know, I feel. I mean, like I don't feel it. that way. I'm so kind of looking forward to it. I mean, I'm I'll be watching. That's the thing about it is, I'll definitely enjoy watching the the plan. I'm gonna like it then, um, especially if the Mavs, you know, win, uh, and it'll be entertaining. But I, I don't like the concept because of what Luca said. I agree with what Luca said. I just sure. think, uh, you know, you play 72 games to get to the playoffs for a reason, and to minimize those 72 games for two games is it it's pretty insane uh in my opinion sure. but whatever well no grayson i appreciate it um do you got anything else i'm gonna bring a couple more folks up no that's all i got i want to hear some other people talk all right thanks for coming on all right coming up next we have christian hey christian hey, what's up hey what's up kirk how you doing i'm good thank absolutely um so I, I guess I, I, it would be difficult to kind of do, even though in a sense they did it last year. Like, I'm not necessarily opposed to the play-in tournament within reason. So I think, you know, maybe if it's strictly for the eight seed, I, I could understand that. Like it was, uh, I believe, last year or whatever the case may have been. Um, but also... I think the games have to be within reason. So I can't remember. I think it might have been to bring up a sore year, the year the Mavericks uh, were the first seed. We lost to Golden State. But there was, I believe it was that year, like three teams that, two or three teams with 50 wins that didn't make the playoffs. Um, Really close within uh, reach of one another. And so I think there should be, like, if you're within X amount of games, uh, possibly, in my mind, like three games uh, of the eight seed, then there's a, those folks would be in a play-in t- uh, tournament. And again, it's just kind of thinking out loud, so I don't necessarily know the structure. But, you know, if we finish... Sure. You know, 10 games above 500 and a team's 10 games under 500, that's a 20 game swing. And that's just ridiculous. You know, it like it's, it's a money grab and it's just. No, completely understand. Um, it, it, but with, with this sort of thing, there's always going to be trial and error. And I do like the fact that the league is at least willing to test some stuff out to do some things differently. Like the, the notion of tradition is kind of ridiculous for a league that's, you know, roughly, to be 75 years old, it, it, some of these, you know, they're the Celtics have won all these championships whenever there's like eight to 12 teams in the league. So, you know, I, I, I don't mind whenever they try to do something different. I'm okay with it. Where I get frustrated is that Cuban would not have these comments had he, if the Mavericks weren't in the seventh seed, neither would Luca. So it looks like an excuse. And I don't want to hear an excuse from them. I want, you know, Rick Carlisle talked about no excuses this week. So, you know, Luca's maybe venting his frustration a little bit at the concept. I mean, I still think the Mavericks get out of this, so it doesn't really matter. And I also don't think the Mavericks lose two games in a row if they stay at seven, because uh, that would be what, what would have to happen for them to, to really get knocked out of the playoffs. I mean, 
the confusing part about the plane at the moment is that it takes like a flow chart to explain to someone what's going on. And that's a little bit, a little bit ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, so what, what else do we have? I mean, uh, I think too, like it's a little bit off topic, but we really better improve in this off season because when you even think about next year, these top six teams are in all likelihood going to be close to the same place. But you also have to think about a team like Golden State when Clay's back. You know they're going to be frustrated with the way this season went and really try to make some moves, especially if they get that early Timberwolves pick. They have an asset, you know, whatever you think of them in Wiseman but they're going to be looking to significantly improve. And so you got to factor them into the top eight. Um, and then, you know, you just look and look at the West and, you know, if we don't significantly improve um, and, you know, I like guys like TJ McConnell and Doug McDermott, but if you save free agent uh, cap space and end up with your prize being McConnell and uh, McDermott, like we're, we're in serious trouble. And so, uh, you know, we, and I've mentioned this, I don't know how many times now. Uh, I know it's probably getting annoying, but, you know, if we play with the same energy and effort from the tip to the end of the game, uh, you know, every single game, regardless of opponent, we'd be in a much better position than we are. Because even when you look at the Spurs game, uh, we just didn't have that defensive effort until late in the third quarter. Sure, so sure. Th- this team really has stuff to figure out both this season when it comes to energy and effort, and then uh, this offseason, they better get creative in ways to bring some, you know, real significant talent. Well, no, and I agree. And I, I, I appreciate you coming up. And, and, you know, part of what the play-in tournament boils down to is the is this is the 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 you know maverick quality i i don't know who said it right right at the start of the chat but they i think it, it might have been chris here who who said that the mavericks didn't expect to be in this position and that's true but you know the, there's just this the unearned sense of hubris that exists around the mavericks is just something that has driven me crazy for the better part of six or seven years um you know i bought into plan powder in 2011 or, you know, after, after that first lockout, but since then they've operated like a team that's, that's real smart and doing smart things is different than being smart. Um, the, frankly, I don't know if it feels like the Mavs don't know how to manipulate and use the cap for their advantage, like other teams. And so it, it, you know, having cap space is, is just, is part of the, the challenge that these guys run into. And, and that's where you, you, you run into where we are now. Uh, where they're staring at the play-in tournament at the moment, and it, it's just kind of frustration and a long season boiling over. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I wanted to talk about it, and and you know, I, I, I again suspect that they'll find their way out of it and be in the sixth seed or fifth or I don't know. I mean, the rest of their schedule is relatively light, so we'll see where they're going. Um, thanks for coming up again. All right, so Doug, you've been waiting a while, and I didn't get to you last night, Doug. I'm sorry about that. How are you, Doug? Hey, I'm doing all right. Uh, this is the first time I've been on the daytime, <laughs> the daytime locker room, so uh, new experience. Yep. Thanks for coming on. Well, I think the my my initial response to the play-in game last year was I, I you know my I think that that it penalizes number seven and eight and it rewards numbers nine and ten, 
And I get the fact that you're keeping more teams and more fan bases engaged and all that. I, I, I understand that. But I guess to me, there still is a place to saying the full season seems to be enough to determine, you know, who makes it in, and who doesn't. And so I, I guess that's still, you know, something that I'm I'm a little bit uh, iffy on. But probably if there was an uh, Christian, I think it was your last uh, person that came in, he had, you know, was mentioning about, you know, some type of standard that uh, the nine and 10 have to at least be so close, you know, so some kind of gap limit, or I don't even know what you would call it, I think is the only way that you can make this legitimate because if those nine and 10 are quite a ways back, then they haven't, they haven't won their way. And they, they've just, it's by default that they're nine and 10 and there's worse teams that didn't make it that far. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you and I know, both of us being, being older, older men who've been around a while, there's a lot of unintended consequences that can come with, with legislating things. And I'm for whatever, as long as they're willing to keep trying different things. Um, I mean, the Mavericks would be what four, fourth or fifth in the East, maybe higher. And, you know, right. that just is so frustrating to look at. And then you understand why the NBA from a business standpoint is interested in the Western conferences uh, play in tournament, because right now you would have, I, I don't know the seven, eight, nine, ten, but let's just, just throw out some names where you have Luke on the Mavericks, you have Ja Morant, on the Grizzlies, then you have Steph Curry on the Warriors, and you have Zion Williamson on the Pelicans. Like, talk about an advertising bonanza for these guys. So the money incentive is very clearly there. Um, and for, you know, the Mavericks would obviously be in a driver's seat if they're in that position because you got to win one game out of, out of two. Like, that's all you really need to make the playoffs. But part of it, it keeps going back to, for me – the overarching, like, it, it just feels like excuse-making when the Mavericks are talking about it, and from Luka in general, too. That's kind of like, I've just not heard him say anything like that. Uh, maybe he's just kind of talking, you know, obviously he's just talking in generalities, but, you know, to, to go from that to Cuban, to, it's like, well, guys, you know, the, the, the main way that you get out of the playing tournament is you have a better team. And I've just been so fixated for the past, you know, basically 48 hours that the Mavericks constructed a team that is very good at basketball, but can only really succeed in the way that they expected under ideal circumstances. There are no ideal circumstances. Like that's not a thing. And it, it, they're just a shade worse than they expected. And in a rough and tumble Western conference, that's, that spells trouble. Yeah. And I, and, and I, I am not surprised that we've kind of stayed in this, this mode of the, the play in because, you know, once you, I mean, yes, maybe it was technically just a, a trial, you know, last year, but uh, you set a precedent. It's hard to overturn that. And so from that standpoint, uh, it's not a surprise that we're, we're here and sure there can be some adjustments and all that. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it. It just, like I said, for me, I guess I am, if, if whether it's old school or whatever is just the, I'm okay with eight teams, make it in. And uh, then we start the playoffs, but that's okay. It, it, like I said, if there's a gap limit, then I'm, I'll be even more okay with it. Sure. Sure. Well, thanks again for coming on. Um, I don't really have a ton more. I just kind of wanted to complain about this for a few minutes because, you know, it, it last night kind of got away from me because the game, I don't know, the game just kind of wore me out. But then I see these quotes and I get kind of fired up and it's just like, of course, 
But, well, and, uh, you know. And, and you know, Go one ahead. of the things that uh, even even with the season, you know, just even from the time the Mavericks game ended to the end of the uh, the Denver-Golden State game, there's a, a shift that took place that could really have an impact on the entire NBA. I mean, I hate to sound dramatic, but just sure. the you know, Murray's injury all of a sudden throws a lot of things into a, a, a different category just because of what that could do to, to Denver and then the implications of that. No, I mean, there, there's a huge ripple effect because Murray is a tireless, like almost lunatic style worker and an ACL and really knee injuries in general are just so difficult to predict the ramifications um, I mean, using Porzingis and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Are, are kind of two good examples, even though they're obviously bigger guys. And you look yep. at kind of the the Nuggets open this window for themselves, and then six games later, it's not that it's closed, but they well, went from being a team that was probably a top three title contender in the West to what's going to happen now. And, uh, you know, again, Kevin Pelton gave at least just the average time. And he said 11 months is the average time from an ACL tear to somebody being back on the court. Uh, and I, from that standpoint, there has been very few players that have come back any earlier than that. And so we're not just talking about the impact on the rest of this season, but really most of next season as well. I mean, I, absolutely that's the case because Aaron Gordon, it will be looking for a new contract after the end of next season you know, and he's going to want a lot of money. It's going to be very, very difficult to, to sort of ascertain what happens there. And that just has a cascade effect on the West. Um, let's see here. Brandon in the chat asks, he's asking somebody else, but I think it's a good question. You think if the, if, if there wasn't COVID, that this team would be, wouldn't be a lower seed. He thinks that they would probably be about a six seed anyways. I'll tell you this, that the first half of the season, that six game losing streak, if they win three more games, if they, if they go three and three instead of oh and six during that kind of disastrous stretch, I really think that this team feels different. Um, they were as much as seven games over 500 at one point. They're back down to five. You know, you add three more wins on top of that and they're looking at eight. You know, it's just the little things like games matter. And the Mavericks just have really frustrated me this year in that they're playing a long game, which I get, but they're just not talented enough for that even you know barring COVID aside it's they're just a hair below where they where they feel like they are so yeah yeah, Doug that's about all I got I should probably uh pay attention to uh, whether the school bus is on but uh Paymon wants to come on next so I'm gonna invite him up thanks for coming on Doug thank you thanks Kurt Paymon what you got yeah, Kirk. Uh, so, I mean, so personally, I think this is a mute point. Pers- I'm cautiously optimistic that the Mavs will be a six seed um, and they won't have to worry about this. But I did want to come on and just whine and complain for a second because that's what I do on here. So I, I it's frustrating uh, for Mavs fans when you hear Mark Cuban talk about how this is like unfair or, you know, the, the playing tournament's not like, you know, fair for teams probably like the Mavs could be in. But it's like you, they've made the conscious decision through the season to like not take certain games seriously. That's like led us to be in this position and like by resting stars and things like that. So I just yeah, I, I think I just got a little frustrated about it because I'm like, guys, like, yeah, this 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 might suck. Like, I don't agree with it either. But it's like 
there's been certain decisions made where I'm like, it's just frustrating to see it now. Like we're blaming the playing tournament or upset about it when it's like we could have controlled some of this, you know? Well, well, Mark Cuban knows everything he says turns into news. He knows this. He's not a dumb man. I think had, had you know, Lucas said what he said, you know, Chris Vernon and, and Kevin O'Connor talked about it a little bit today. It, it becomes a little bit of news. And then just from a, you know, kind of big picture perspective, but then Cuban gets involved and it just, it looks funky because my beef with Mark going back, you know, really six or seven years now, I loved it in the early 2000s because it was new, it was different, but now he's just, he's the owner who talks and more often than not, I find myself saying, why is Mark talking? And and I, I hate it. It's his team. He should be able to do what he wants, but you know, it's free country. I'm going to be able to ask, all right, Mr. Cuban, why are you saying these things? Like, what value does it bring? And, and you know, our, our first uh, – Grayson, who came on earlier, you know, wanted to point out that, okay, it looks, he looks good. He's backing his superstar. And I, there, there's, some, there's some value in that. I'm sure there is. But just from a, you know, diehard consumer point of view, I just look at this and kind of roll my eyes. Yeah. I mean, so someone earlier in the chat said he, he may have done it to take, uh, I guess, heat away from Lucas comments, which is like, you know, I, I, I think that's a, you know, okay strategy. But I think, I think what I'm frustrated with is like, he sounds like he's someone who just has to have the first voice on like any topic that ever comes up in the NBA. Like he has to be the first one to weigh in on it. Yeah. And it's like some, yeah, sometimes I feel like it bites us in the ass, but Another thing I just want to talk about the playing tournament, man. I think um, a reason I don't like it is because if you are a seven or eight seed, like that's going to be a really shitty first round matchup for those teams anyway. Like, sure. like not that you have a great shot, but that's what I feel like. That's a good point. And, and I at least need, I need to make fun of myself a little bit. Um, you said something there like Mark Cuban wants the race to be the first one to, to comment on a topic. As a person who has a podcast and runs a website, I absolutely sympathize with the notion, and maybe I should take <laughs> some of my own advice and not have midday podcasts on a Tuesday. But uh, hey, we're here. But uh, all right, it's uh, we're kind of approaching the end of my uh, my my window here. I, I thank you guys for joining me, and you know we'll do this tomorrow after tomorrow night's game. So I hope everybody enjoys a night off of Mavs basketball, and we will talk to you in, I don't know, 36 hours. Have a good one, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.